Well, welcome back to another edition of Church Tech Profiles. I'm Van Mitchke, your host, and uh, it's been a while. So, but hopefully you've been listening to two very important, actually three very important uh, podcasts, obviously. Um, The Green Room, hopefully you've been listening to that because I've been devoting a lot of my time to that. And hopefully you've been also listening to Tech Hearts, uh, Carrie's podcast, focusing on women in tech. That's a great podcast uh, that comes out every month. Hopefully you've been listening to that. But for sure, hopefully you've been listening to my guest podcast, which is the Church Sound Podcast. And my friend, all the way from New York, on the other side of the country from me, Prentice Thompson. Hello, Prentice. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, man. It is amazing being here with you. I know, right? Once again. Um, it's been like it's, a, it's, it's been like a year. It, it seems, yeah, it seems like we're long lost cousins. I know. Sort. It's you been. Know? It is definitely. It's been a while, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's whole East, East Coast West Coast thing. So yeah, um, yeah. You yeah. know, we had so much fun the the first time um, that it's we great did being this. with you, bro. Yeah, there was last year. It was it was last year already, right? Was it last year? Yeah, I think it was. Man, I, I don't even know. I have to go back and look now. It's but, definitely it's definitely been at least at least ten months at least that yeah at I, least ten months yeah it's insane because it was right in the height of the pandemic uh, version one and all the crazy things that were going on in America and and uh, all the right. all, all the craziness and you and I just said right. you know, let's do a podcast so so yeah, why not yeah so it was fun and it was i had a blast i had so much fun doing it and i kept thinking man i need i need to call prentice and we need to get together and then you know life just happens and what are you going to do so uh and then i texted you like a month ago i think <laughs> and i said hey we need to do a podcast and you're like yeah let's do that let's do that like next week and then a month later you texted me and you said all right man we got to do this podcast <laughs> So here we are. And, and, and the cool thing is, is that uh, you wrote a book. I did. I did write a book. It, I did write a book. It's called Be Invisible, book one. Uh-oh, that's intimidating. Yeah. That's an intimidating title. The Guide <laughs> to a Successful Audiovisual Ministry. And it's on Kindle. Yes. So it's... On Kindle, yeah. and I will put a link in the show notes to it. But you can just you can just literally go to uh, Amazon and put in Prentice Thompson's name, and it will come up because I just did that. So, yeah, yeah, I have two questions for you. One, tell me about tell me about the book first of all, and and how sure. you decide why you decided to you know uh, to write it, and then two, uh, tell me why you would be so crazy as to put book one in a title because that means you have to write another book (laughs) okay okay so the the initial reason for the book really came through the experience of kind of being in ministry and secondly being in all three departments of some sort i'm a i'm a pk so i'm a son of a preacher most of my siblings are ministers or pastors so i that was my household life i understood being in church all day going to traveling different churches. So I understand the, the ministry, the pastoral aspect of it. Secondly, is that I'm, I grew up playing in church as a musician and then toured as a musician. 
and then within uh, as a music producer. So I understand the psyche of a musician. I understand what ha- what's happening on stage. I understand the looks. I understand everything that's going on in your head. And then as an engineer, I started to mix in front of house in church. So all those three things kind of tie into the whole theory of the book, which is entitled Be Invisible, because we all know that the only time someone's going to talk to an audio guy is when there's a problem. So the goal is to be invisible. So the goal is to meld into the fabric of the service almost like stealth-like in the sense because you want to remain invisible and that's where the power of the ministry lies. Right, for sure. Well, that's, uh, that is, uh, um, you know, you and I have had many conversations about that and that's, yeah, it's, uh, and it is true. The only time that people will turn, every, if something bad happens, everybody turns around and looks at the sound guy, right? I mean, that's just the way it goes. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah. even if, even if you had nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter. It, it, it came from that place. <laughs> the yeah. issue is at that place. Yeah, the singers are so, ter- the singers are terrible, and people will turn around and look at the sound like guy. Like, like I, I can't make the singers sing. Like, right. I, I don't know. Why didn't you hide them? Yeah, you, you, you hide them. You just turn them off. <laughs> you turn so, them off. Right. Exactly. What are you doing? Can and you the, make better better decision? Now, in book two, you can put uh, people that want to come back and ask you where the bathroom is. If you can turn. Oh, turn down the thermostat or turn up the thermostat um where, oh gosh where the information booth is where the donuts oh, are oh gosh um, you know. the thermostat question is 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 probably the most popular oh, as yeah. soon as the as soon as the, the the seasons change well you're in california so the seasons don't change but no, not that much in new york in new york that's a that, listen can someone it's 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 gonna happen soon i'm gonna say about no in a, in a month yeah Someone's going to come by and 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 wield that question towards me. Well, it does happen here too, but it's usually just about the air conditioner. It's almost never about the heater. It's always the, either the air conditioner set too low and people are cold, or it's not set it or or it's it's set too high and people aren't cold enough. You know, and so yeah. Well, I actually was so tired of that that the last church that I worked at when we did the remodel, I actually had them put all of the thermostats for the main auditorium in the sound booth in the front of house so really that, yeah so i could see them so i could control them because because i would always have to walk out you know you have to walk out wherever uh, the, the thermostats gotcha. were so i had actually had them in the sound booth they were on the wall in the sound booth and so people you know that people would come up and we actually had i was at one church where like people i didn't know would walk over and just turn up and turn down the thermostats in the room. I'm like, what? who is that person? Like, they just like, I'm a little what? cold in my seat or I'm a little hot in my seat. Oh yeah. No, I'm not kidding. No way. No way. People. Will, I thought I heard everything. People in church will do stuff. They would never do in at somebody, home or, or in at somebody work. else's house. Like, I'm like, you know, you're in God's hands here, oh man. What are, you, what are you doing? Turn down the, yeah. this walk up. In oh yeah. This t- for sure. I'm not kidding. Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. You just can't make this stuff up. No, it's, it's real. You so, just can't make this stuff up. So, so tell me a little bit about your, what, what's in this book, what's helpful for people, why they'd want to read it, you know, all the things. Well, I think the, the thing is, is that initially when I first started writing the book, 
it was going to be one big book. And, and in prayer, I just kind of got, well, listen, you need to break it up into segments so that people can, can get the part that you want them to get. Right. So it's a five book series. Um, I've already written the first three, four, four and five are almost done. So wow. I'm not setting myself up. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of working my way through it. I just, I, I just got to release them. So right. all the artwork is done. So all that stuff is done. But the reason why it's important for this book, because it kind of lays down the foundation of the three ministries and how they interact and how communication is very, very important between um, three, the three departments in, in what we call the IVM theory, which is an invisible ministry theory. It consists of, it really kind of based it on Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, where it says, though one may be overpowered, but two can defend themselves, but a court of three is not quickly broken. Yep. And those, those three strands are, first strand is the pastoral ministry, the second strand is your music ministry, and the third strand is your AV ministry. So when all those three ministries are in communication and have an understanding or seek to be understood and not to be at war with each other, what happens is you have a more holistic ministry. Because a lot of times when I get called in the churches through consultations, a lot of times they think it's the AV ministry. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes Mother Jones just won't use the microphone. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the first lady just refuses to turn off, turn the mic, refuses to leave the microphone on so you can mute it. Right. Sometimes, you know, the keyboard player will come in with his own keyboard amp and then not plug into the house. It's just you, you run into the most craziest things. Yep. And and what happens is when you meet with these these pastors, they say, well, ah, you probably, you know, son. You probably see nothing like this ever in your life. <laughs> like, yeah, yesterday I was at the church up the street <laughs> and yeah. they they have the same similar problem. Yeah. So what I've what I've realized is that communication is the biggest key to the to the success of your ministry. Right. So it doesn't rely just on the audio because the audio ministry or the OVL ministry is is in support of all the other ministries. So yeah. we are the bridge. We are the support team. And therefore, if you have discord, you can't kind of work together because you're dealing with division and division is exactly what it is. It separates you from the actual vision of where you need to be. And then lastly, when you have the vision, what happens is the people that are most affected are the people that walk through the doors. Yeah. Not the ministries, not just the lead singer, not the worship pastor, not that lead tech. The, per the people that it affects more is the souls that walk through the door. So we have a premise that we're here to serve and we're here to serve to bring souls to, souls to Christ through our giftings. Then it makes it easy for all three things to work together. But you have to have an understanding of all three, all three segments of your, of your ministry for it to be successful. So that's the reason why I wrote the book. Well, and so this book is not just, just so, y'all that are listening, you know, that this, this, this series is not really just going to be for the techs for AV people, but it's going to be for pastors and music right. ministers and everybody that is in, you know, that is touched by anybody that, you? that does, right. you know, the, 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 um, the main game, you know, the, the, the Sunday morning, Sunday morning service or Saturday night service right. or whatever. So this is like, everybody needs to read this to get on the same page with right. everybody else. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's really, really cool. Well, what, um, 
so this is the first book. If you don't, if you don't want to share, then don't make <laughs> keep people in suspense. But if not, what? So what can people are people going to be able once they get through this book, which is pretty quick, which will be a this this is a quick read, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and so if you get through this book, what's the what what are the next five books? Kind of what's the series broken? Without up? giving it all away, um, <laughs> without giving it all away, they kind of stack on top of each other. So the the second book will deal with now you understand it. Now here are the systems you can put into place to implement these things. Cool. And so with you can't set a system up without without the foundation of an understanding of a concept concept of IVM theory is the concept of harmony. Okay, so now we understand we understand we need to evaluate each department, how they all work together. We understand that there are checks and balances we need to have in place. So now we've done that. Now how do we do it? Here's the system on how you do it. Here are the different formats on how you do it. Here are the different types of ministries where this work in. Um, this is how it works. This is why it works. You know, all those things are structural things. So it's not just for AV, like you said. It's for anybody that touches audio. If you're if you're the drama ministry pastor, you should you you, you should buy this, right? <laughs> because it's going to explain. So this way, you understand the psyche of your music music ministry. You understand the psyche of your AV ministry, and the and and you 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 you'll find yourself in the book. He's like, I say that. I don't know why I say that. It, like, it's it's instructional how to have a conversation, right? How to go to second, third level of a conversation without without offending someone. Um, how to get the necessary answers to your question so you can move forward with a solution. All right. these things are applied into the ministry, and then when you get to the third and fourth book, those the third and the fourth book are more technical, more like your handbook for for AV guys or tech guys. But the first two books are more structural in the sense that it applies to the the entire church. Now, are the 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 latter books are they going to be something that even if you're not, are they are they grounded enough for the the weekend warrior or the the pastor yes. that? has to do 15 things and doesn't actually have a actual tech director or actual yes. people that really know what they're doing. Is that going to yes. help them get to the next level a little bit Yes, and not feel I, so I, hopeless? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I, the book, the books are written in, in the sense that, um, understanding that who you're talking to, they, they, might, they might understand the language that you're speaking, meaning that I'm, I'm pretty sure you run into engineers that go talk to the to the music minister and starts talking about decimals, yeah, starts really talking funny. about <laughs> all yeah. types of technical terms, frequency, you know, we're going to scoop out, you know, we're going to bump it up at 200 and scoop out two, you know, 2K and right. the music guy is going to go, yeah. I don't care. This right. is sound good. Yeah. So, Basically, like, why are you having that conversation with that person? Yeah. So it teaches you, okay, we need. So the books are they're not dumbed down, but they're 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 crafted in a way that the weekend warrior can understand it, right. the pastor can understand it, the music guy can understand understand it, the lady in the third row, Mother Jones can understand it, Deacon Bill can understand it, you know, the the youth pastor can understand it because right. it all applies to language and communication, right? And, and that's, that's the reason. That's good because, you know, I mean, what, you know, what we do is kind of considered, I mean, it's, it's kind of like 
a mystery. It's kind of like going to see a magician, <laughs> you know, a lot of time to a lot of people, you know, a lot of pastors are like, I don't know what you guys do, but I know I need you, you know, but then that shows up in a lot of miscommunications, you know, like I've said on this, does. I've told a story on this podcast before, you know, of a pastor who called, called me on a Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was like, Hey, when you get to church and I'm like, well, I've been, at, I've been here for an hour already. And he was like, why? And I'm like, because we have a Saturday night service. I, the sound gnomes didn't come in you know, last <laughs> night. I mean, this like, I'm like, the, I, I'm like me and my assistant have been here since nine. The volunteers are going to get here at 11 and the band's going to get here at one. And that's how it goes every Saturday. Every Saturday is like that. So yeah, he's like, Oh wow. I didn't, this wasn't the pastor, but it was a, you know, it was another right. pastor. And he goes, I didn't know that. I go, when do you show up? He goes, I don't know, like four 30. I'm like, well, do you get everything done at four 30? You need to get done for the service. Yeah. He goes, well, okay. I, yep. I get here at, I get here at nine because that's when I can get everything done that I need to get done. So, right. There you go. Right. You know, right. but, but that's most, a lot of people in the church, they just think it happens. They think everybody comes in yeah, right before they, they do. No, no, no idea. Now in some Not churches, everybody does. I mean, I've walked into churches that are in complete catastrophe. And one of the reasons it's complete catastrophe is because everybody does walk in an hour before the service starts. <laughs> everybody, everybody, including the tech people everybody. and the band, you know, and the whole shot, yeah, even the but, person that got to clean the church, right? Everybody, everybody does. Like, but, but everybody. I, so cool. So, when, when are these going to come out? Like, okay, the first one's already out. How long has the first one been out? Um, actually, it's still pre-order. It's it, the official drop date is the twenty-six, so it's pre-order. Um, so you can definitely go pre-order it. Oh yeah, it says um, so right here. I should actually read yeah. the Amazon yeah, page, if shouldn't you, I? If you read it, it'll say pre-order. Well, yeah. well I don't read well, so scripted <laughs> and read, you know, read fun. Like Jesus said it, you know. I barely understand when people talk, so reading is like a whole other level of, of that I'm, you know, that I'm not great at. So, yeah, but you can go to Amazon. The great part about it is you can, like you go to Amazon, and I think if, even if you just type typed in "be invisible," um, it would probably it'll come pop up. up. But yeah. Uh, and Prentice is spelled with two S's. This Prentice. Yes, is not I-C-E. Yeah. Is not one S. Yep. Two S's. Prentice L. Thompson is, Thompson. is your yes. actual name. So there you go. Yes. Prentice L. Thompson. Right. So this one's in pre-order, but it's going to drop on the 26th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's in a couple of weeks from now. Okay, there I've said yeah. it. So that means I have to put this podcast out within a week. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then what? How are what? What's your idea for dropping the other books? What's the kind it, of the timing? It'll probably be sometime in February, and book three will probably drop sometime in um, May, June of next year. So, right. so you're going to do like um, every couple of three months or right. six, four mm -hmm. months, something like that. Right. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I I hope you have a lot of success with it. I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, what, what, um, just to give people a little bit more highlight of why they would want to get this book. And like I said, this book, it's 10 bucks, it's on Kindle, get it. It's awesome. And then get it and then send the link to your pastor and your worship leader and all the things and get them on this track and you guys can kind of go through it together. Um, and I was even, I'm even thinking that this would kind of be a cool book study. Uh, interestingly enough. Um, for a tech team be kind of cool to go through all the books 
Um, yeah. Give, give some, give some a little bit more highlight, like on this first book with what you're talking about. Um, what's, what are like a couple of key things in here that, you know, you think that are going to be, uh, you know, maybe revelations, maybe not to the tech people, <laughs> but might be revelations to the worship pastor or the, or the, the senior pastor, um, that's in here. I would probably say probably one of the biggest things that I talk about is, is the concept of change and how technology to always changes and how you have to be on the cusp of technology. However, change requires some sacrifice and so it's some nuggets in there will provide you the pastor the music person the av guy on how to come together and deal with change a lot of times what happens is you get lazy in your in the in the in the premise of change and you just kind of fall into this mediocre um position and then everything is moving past you and you don't understand why things aren't as good or things aren't as bright or people aren't on point because it's mediocre. Now it's average. Now it's, it's, it's no zeal. So when you deal with change, change will come with some hardship. Change will come with hard conversations. Change, change will come with necessary changes for your personality, your equipment, your equipment uses, your, your staffing, all these things happen. So how do you deal with it? How do you deal with within your department? How do you deal with within? How do you deal with interdepartmental problems? How do you how do you deal with it? How do you navigate it? So all of these answers are in this book, and it, we walk you through the process of it, so that the church can work as one group. It's just not the audio. It's just not the music or the or the or sister sister Sarah that sings beautifully every Sunday. It's, no, it's not just the pastor. We all are the body. Right. And when we think about that, that when we're in service, um, what, what what are we using our gifts for? However, it's just not about us. Right. And so it's really taking taking the cloak off of selfishness of you, because I've we've been in many churches where you you would think the lead singer or the or the praise and worship is is he think he got wings <laughs> and he'll talk crazy to people. You know, we've we've seen it all. So, how do you deal with a difficult leader? How do you deal with the passive passive leader? How do you like what are what are the tools that you you? It's all in these in these books and this book series is really a help series that God gave me to share with these teams inside it because this happens everywhere, every church. Because I, I, I last time I checked, when people show up, people have problems. Mm. Yeah, people people have opinions. How do you yes. deal with that? How do you navigate it? And then on second, lastly, how do you move forward? Right. How do you come up with a solution? What is the solution? And so it answers all these questions at the same time, giving you tried and true applications to to navigate it and get and get to the other side of success. Without without having people want to throw you out of the building. Without having people want to throw you out. <laughs> it's, 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 my mom used to say this all the time. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, and like I always joke with people, I say, well, not that, you know, anybody has an opinion when they come to church, you know, I used to tell, <laughs> I used to tell my sound guys, I used to tell my sound guys at Mariners, um, I said, just relax because you're going to get criticism. There's no way of getting around it. Don't take it personally because there's two things that everyone knows when they walk into church, they know their name and they know how to do your job better than you do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I said, as long as you know that, I said, but here's, <sighs> but here's the thing. I didn't hire them. I didn't bring them into the tech ministry to do oh, that job. God. I asked you to do it. So you just do your job and it's going to be okay. And if people have a big giant complaint, they can, you can have them come and see me, but everybody has an opinion, you know, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've been in very small churches and I've been in some of the biggest churches in the United States. And I've had people say the weirdest, craziest things to me. Oh my gosh. The craziest things. It's amazing. Oh how It's amazing how oh many uh, doctors of audiology there are in churches. They're all doctors of audiology. Well, I'm a doctor of audiology. I'm, I'm an audiologist, and I'm telling you it's too. I'm like, I'm thinking, you're not an audiologist. <laughs> you're not an, not an audiologist. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, you know? my gosh. That yeah. is hilarious. Or when they use the OSHA, you know, the OSHA, you know, it's too loud. Too, it's too loud, you know, because OSHA standards. I'm like, oh, you work. Oh, I go, oh, I go, oh, funny. I go, oh, you work at the church, huh? He goes, what? <laughs> I go, you work at, for the church. Well, no, I don't work for the church. Well, the OSHA standard is for people who are employed by the company. The company's the church. So OSHA standards don't apply to the audience. They only apply to the company. Oh, people. that's funny. And and they'll just be like, oh, what? Huh? Oh, huh, what? The what? <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, my, I only I only say well I only say that to people who are being smart Alex with me I would never say that to somebody who's trying to be kind but it's just I've heard you know we've all heard crazy yeah, stuff you, you heard it all like like yeah. my, my my I always saw I always saw my wife I was like yeah I, I wish I could stop being brother can you yeah because brother can you <laughs> <laughs> because that is not my name my name you is know? not brother can you oh excuse so, me my name is prentice he said yeah. brother can you um yeah uh, um brother brother can you uh yep, yep. my name ain't brother can you yeah. can someone tell this lady my name is <laughs> not yep that's well i've you know and you know that we were talking before the before i started recording and it was we were just talking about how you know the the sound booth is the well maybe we, i don't know maybe this was is on the recording but the sound booth is the information booth it's the you know oh, it's, yes. the, it's the hey did you know that the plumbing stopped up in the other building Ooh. bathroom and i'm like right. all this stuff and why aren't there any more parking spaces and i'm like i i, I don't know it's not i don't my, know that's not my job here i don't have any idea but don't you don't uh, why are you here yeah don't you work here yeah you know and the and the funny and the 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 worst thing that people do is to me is and they do this to pastors too, which is really just awful. I actually think it's uh, how should I say this without offending people? I think it is demonically inspired, and I'm not kidding. To to walk up to a pastor right before he's going to walk on stage and either uh, lead worship or preach, and tell him something awful about himself or herself. You know, mm. I didn't like the thing or there's a thing over here or why didn't you do this or whatever right before they're going to walk up on stage and give the word. And I'm like, are you telling me that there wasn't somebody whispering in that lady's ear as she was coming down the mm. aisle? Right. You know, I always think of that. That's the one time that I really believe in. There's the the little tiny devil on one shoulder and the little tiny angel on the other shoulder, you know, and right, people, and, right. and, and people, people, why would you go up and tell somebody that right before they're going to go up on stage? But I've seen it a lot of times. I've also seen it at the tech booth. 
like right as the thing is starting, they'll come in and start talking wow. to you. I mean, we've all had that happen, right? You've had it happen. Yeah. And yes. You're, and you'll, you're mixing, yes. you're mixing live and somebody's coming oh, into the sound booth, like right as the service is starting and you're like, what, what do you what? think I'm doing? I don't understand what's happening here, you know? So anyway, well, I'm excited about this book, man. When I, when you told me you were writing a book, I was like, well, that's so cool. I, I have wanted to write a book and I've been told I'm supposed to write a book by several people. I just don't think I have it in me. <laughs> to write. I don't think I have the patience to write a book. You know? Well, you have to, I think in your case, you should probably just narrate it. That's probably <laughs> true. Yeah, but I'm going to still have to have an outline because if I don't have an outline, who knows where this thing's going to go? It could go yeah, off. It'll be 500 pages. It'd be 500 pages. pages right. and it won't even be about church sound when we get to the end of it. So I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want that. And then in 1843. <laughs> I know, right? It'd be all, all over the map. So that's that's the one thing that terrifies me about doing it is, is I'm like, I would definitely have to have a ghostwriter with me. You know, somebody who could keep me like. Keep you on point. On, on point. Keep you on, on pace. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And right. so. And I, because I make no bones about it, I know I know my personality. That's one of the reasons I've never written the book. But, um, well, what? Let's talk about. Let's talk about something that's kind of tangential to to the book. But it's, I mean, what we've been talking about a little bit. But, you know, you always have like your three things or your one thing or whatever on your podcast that you know that you surprised me with the last time, and I didn't. I had to think about it. But let's <laughs> let. So what? on your radar in the last since you know i i've tried really hard we've tried really really hard on podcasts that this last year to not talk about covid right and because we were all got so burned on out on it in 2020 and we just so like please if i don't i don't want to talk right. about it anymore i just don't want to talk about it let's just move on um but as people have started coming back um because you guys are starting to meet live right yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah um so, and I, and, and I had a pastor call me yesterday, uh, one of my mentor pastors that I've known, I served as a deacon in the church, uh, when Sonia and I were first married, he's been, he's grown a, a small little church from like 150 people to like 1700 people in the last, you know, 10 years, 20 years. Wow. And, uh, in a very, in a pretty depressed part of Southern California. And, um, he just loves on the community and it's just amazing. And he's a great man of God. And, uh, but he, he and I were talking the, uh, yesterday on the phone and, um, he was asking me, you know, you deal with churches all the time. You're in tons of churches. They're all kinds of different denominations and everything. What are people doing? Are people coming back? Are people not coming back? You know, what's the ratio and stuff. And I told him, I said, to be honest, it's all over the map. I don't think there's one, I can't give you one answer. You know, the church we go to, um, is a big church. It's a pretty big church, multiple campuses. And the, the comp campus we go to, I would say it's 75, 85% back, you know, but then a mm -hmm. lot of the churches we serve in the company I work for, I mean, I've gone back, they're like, no, we got to beef up our video because only about 50% are coming back and everybody else is still at home because they have health concerns or they're just scared. I mean, let's right. face it. They're right. There's, they're scared. That's, and yeah, it's just, it is what it is, you know, and, and, and I'm not a theologian, so I'm right. not going to preach to that, but the, 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 you know, it's, so it's just all over the map. And then you do have churches that are like, you know, I always tell people, I said, you have two kind of old people and I'm getting, you know, I'm 57, so I'm getting to be old. And I, so I can say this, they have two kind of old people. You have the people that have serious health concerns, 
and they have to stay home. They they, they have to, right? Because if they catch this, they're probably going to die. Um, oh, and yeah. then you have like Aunt Bessie, who she is like she doesn't care because she's coming back to church so she can hug and love people, and she's like, I know where I'm going. <laughs> if I catch this and die, I won't be with Jesus. I want to be in church. And she's like 85 and she doesn't care. And I've met her at church, you know, and she's just like, I came back the first week. You know what? If God's going to take me, he's going to take me. I'm good. I'm good to go. I'll be with Jesus and it's all good. That's, you got those, those are the two, right? You got the two kinds of people. Right. And, right. and yeah. so, but right. as, as people have come back to your church, church you serve at, what do you feel like is different um, with your, and it could be anything like just things you've observed about your other volunteers, um, uh, just the people you serve with kind of how church is happening, expectations, all that, like Mm -hmm. pick a couple things that you think is just, it it is very different now that you're, you know, um, coming, coming back to whatever, whatever normal is. I don't have, I hate, I I, I I think because, like during COVID, what happened was, and like you're pretty sure you've seen this, we've all seen this, is that we all went viral. Everything is, you know, digital church. Everything is. So what happened is now you get used to watching church on your TV, on your mobile devices. So it's become normal to the point where, oh, we're going to church. Okay, let's turn on the service. And you have people who have found God through that process. So you have those people who say, well, this is, this works for me. Then you have the other group of people who, who say, well, I miss church, but I kind of like this. Right. You know, I kind of like this. Then you have the other batch of people who say, I need to be in church. I miss my church family. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I miss the interaction. So you so now you have a mixed bag of people. So then you have, like you say, you know, like you said about the church, it's like fifty percent or seventy percent. Well, that that percentage is the people who really got used to being at home, right, worshiping, or they have some health concerns that they just don't want to be in in the mix. Pretty much, that's right. The best way to put it, put it. So. And our church, what happened was, well, we have we have two midweek services. Before, none of those services were streamed. We, like, we've been streaming for a few years. Right. So none of those services were streamed. So now all of a sudden, the workload triples because right. now we're streaming on Tuesday and we're streaming on Thursday. Right. Well, someone has to be there to stream on Tuesday and stream on Thursday. Right. You know, it is, it's not set the button, you know, add some, you know, powder, you know, some cake mix, some some butter, some eggs, stir it up. Woo, we got a cake. No, someone's got to be there to make sure the feed is good, check the audio, you know, right. check the stream, all those things, the lighting, all those things have to happen. So, so now people are used to, well, so now the, work, the workload is triple if you work in that department. And then secondly, the the people are now expecting it's like an expectation. It's just like watching your favorite show, you know, every Wednesday. Right. So now, so now you have an expectation on the digital front that wasn't there. Yeah. 
So now it's like, like we do, we do a podcast. Our podcast comes out on this day at this time every week. Right. So and if it's it, does, now, if it doesn't, right, tell you. right. So right. So now it's called programming, right? So so now you have all these people who watch your show or watch your church service or watch your man or woman of God preach the word or whatever, however you do your formatting on Sunday at 10. But then another pastor they like comes on at 12. They right. watch that person. Then if somebody else comes on at three, so they're at church all day long, you know, right. <laughs> in the, never in the digital realm. Yeah. So what's different? Everything's different. Like yeah. everything's different. So, yeah. so you know that some people are just not going to come back into the building. So what our church did, we, we started a digital church. Pretty much it's a digital church with the pastor and the whole bit. So we had to change our formatting because we knew that to now we're going, we're going to gain membership for people who probably don't even, don't even live in New York. Some people mm. that don't even live in the country. So how do we, how do we feed them? How do we uh, um, um, d- develop them? How do we disciple them? How do we do that? We have to have a digital format to be able to do that because that person lives in Zimbabwe. This person lives in Texas. That person is in LA. Mm. So how, how do, how do you put that under one umbrella? How do you cultivate that? How do you, this person, these people who are attracted to you through your ministry, how do you disciple them? Right. Because it's different now. Because the people that, you, that you've had to do your programming for your church service aren't in your region. Right. So it's not just for your church anymore. Before, think about it, before you were live streaming so the people who were sick and shut in could see the service. That was the, that was the first premise, right? So they don't. So the old, you know, sister, sister Betty, she can, she can watch the service from the comfort of her home. Now, her grandkids, right? Yeah, like you know what I mean. So everything's different. So what I think is, what I think, what I think is happening and will continue to happen. Like this will never stop. Yeah, this will be ongoing because I'm pretty sure. So many people have never even ingested, been in church that have now watched church because right. it's everywhere now. And it's, it has really impacted the, the volume of the word of God coming through the worldwide web, if you will, in a way that people would never, some churches would never thought about streaming. I've so many talked to so many churches. It's like, no, we're not doing that. They got to be in the building. The right. assembly of the God's people, they got to be in the building. So now you didn't stream. You have no idea streaming. And now the members that you had, now they got attracted to another church. So now you ain't got no members. Right. Yeah. Or well, you doing telephone call, like, like, like phone trees for service. <laughs> phone tree. Oh, man. I'll tell you about that. Phone anyway. trees. For yeah. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I think all of that's you're dead on. I mean, it, every, everything you just said was just right on, um, to what I'm, what I'm seeing, uh, in all the churches that I'm interacting with. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, um, uh, I think once, once you, once you as a church say, we're going to be on, we're going to be on the digital frontier. We're going to be on the World Wide web. Um, we're going to broadcast our service, how, whatever that means. You kind of have an obligation to figure out what feeds 
the people that are watching the service. Right. And not just because your, your community changed. So exactly. One of the things I think you said that's super important that I'm glad you said it, um, is that you have, you guys have a digital church and I don't know if you meant this, but this is what I heard. So you can correct me is that you kind of treating it as almost like it's a separate ministry. Like, okay, this is our ministry to the digital frontier. And that may look different than our ministry to our local congregation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Mm -hmm. that's what you meant, but that's how I, that's, that's kind of how I took it. And so I think that's a super important point because I think that it's one thing to put your services online and it can be really good. I've, I've actually watched, um, a lot of smaller churches really step up their digital and actually their digital, their, their uh, online service is actually better than than if you went to their church. church. Yeah. Because some of these, some of these churches are, um, they're building studios. They're building like a little studio and by studio, I mean two corners of a room, with yeah, a couple with, of lights, you know, with some lights and some background that looks decent, right. and they're doing a service, right? And some big churches are doing that too. Um, you know, big churches are having. Uh, our church has a studio that they 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 had a chapel, they gutted the chapel, they made it into basically a television studio, so they could record in there. The pastor could go in there, record. All the cameras are set up. Everything's ready to rock and roll. And they can do it. And so they've done, they do services now. If he's going to be, if he's going to be on video at all the campuses and not preaching live anywhere, like if he's on vacation or whatever, he'll pre-record that. And they'll have like tables and chairs, like coffee tables and chairs around behind him, like around, like, so he's preaching to a room of people. It's only 20 people. And that's what shows up on the screens at the church, but it also shows up on the, different campuses, on the online right. service, right. And so it's really cool. So, but I've also seen smaller churches do something like that. And then you go to the church and you go, I mean, just to this be honest, ain't what from I, this a, is yeah, from, the experience I'm used to, right. From a technical <laughs> perspective, I'm like, mm, this isn't very good, but their online service is great, you know? And then you talk to the pastor and he'll go, well, yeah, but we have like 1500 people watching that service. And I have like a hundred people in the room. And I'm not neglecting my people in the room. We're still doing a whole service for them and we want it to be good. But I've got 1,500 people online and 20% of them are giving. And that's more than the number of people that are giving that come to right. the service. Right. So the 20%, not, the 20% that are giving in the church service, like, 20 people. So. Right. Exactly. So it's not that you're preaching to the people that are giving. It's that that's not what I'm saying, but he's saying, I know what you mean, but he's saying, I've got people that are all in. Cause I believe this tithing shows if you're all in to the church. So if you're all in, you tithe that, right. It's not the only thing, but it's a, but I think it's, 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 it's a foundation. It's a foundational thing. And so, right. um, if you're committed and so, uh, so he's looking at it like I've got, you know, I've got 300 people who are all in online. I got 20 people who are all in, in the building. Right. So I, I got to minister to everybody, but I got to look at my all ins. 
you know? And so, and so these pastors are having to struggle with this. I'm not saying this is good or bad and I'm not trying to critique a pastor. I'm just, it's just a reality. I'm just just saying that pastors are looking at this stuff going, um, I didn't really want to be, I don't want to be a televangelist. That's not what I was called to do, but because I have to minister to people who can't come to church or whatever. And once we committed to being online, we committed to preach the gospel to everyone, even who, no matter where they are, you know? Um, right. Uh, I talked to a pastor not too long ago. He said, I've got people in like other countries, like, like putting stuff in our tip jar and in Patreon so that it does the conversion, you know, automatically it does the conversion to us dollars. He goes, I've got people that are that I were they're like in another country. They're like in Ireland or Africa or, or Australia or whatever. And they're they're He goes, they watch every Sunday. He goes, I know. Cause you know, we can see the analytics. We can see where things are coming right. from, you know? Right. And so he says, am I just because I, I can't meet them in person? That doesn't mean I don't, have to preach the gospel to them and help them grow spiritually right because they're they're right. saying this is my church by by being there so yeah i agree it's a it is crazy it's um this, but one of the things that i was talking to this pastor about yesterday is i i and i'd love to know your opinion about this he said and i agree with him this is fertile ground uh for a um a different kind of uh, revival. I totally agree. Um, totally. You know, that the revival may come, you know, until it gets shut down. Uh, cause they can take, they can take our platform away from us anytime they want. Right. <laughs> they, they, they made that perfectly clear. Yeah. They made it perfectly clear, especially, uh, now this is being recording when the other day, Facebook and uh, Instagram went down, right. went down Completely for like down. seven hours. <laughs> right. Um, and so, you know, they can take it away. Now, they apparently, you know, it was engineers put the wrong code in and it shut their whole, <laughs> like, whoops, right. oops, what do we just do? But who knows? Um, and so, you know, I think that until we're not able to do things, we have an obligation as the church is to go, okay, well, look, we've got this, you know, we've got this platform, you know. Um, let's, let's preach the gospel to anybody that'll listen, Exactly, you know, and we have a responsibility to that. And I think what you said is true. And what we learned last year, um, cause I don't know if you remember, but Duke and I were doing these, these, uh, YouTube things once a, once a week for, Mm -hmm. for the first part of the pandemic, well, we were just talking to church people and it wasn't all just tech people. It was just, it was church leaders, executive pastors, whatever. And we were just talking about, you know, what, like how is this affecting the church? How is this affecting your, what are you doing with technology? All the things just kind of just a, it was actually kind of a therapy session for everybody, you know, just so that everybody, our, our goal was, um, we wanted other churches to hear the pain that the people that we could talk to were in so they wouldn't feel alone. So they wouldn't feel like it was only happening to them. I think it's kind of one of the reasons that you do your podcast. We've done our podcast for years. Um, I'll tell you what, the number one thing that Mike Sessler and I have always heard from Church Tech Weekly was, thank you guys, because it made me know that I wasn't alone. And I thought I was Mm. the only one that was having these struggles as a church tech. And I, so one of the reasons we did all those YouTube uh, um, videos 
those YouTube lives is because we wanted people to know, Hey, look, and we had people on from big churches, like giant churches and from little tiny churches and all together. And everybody was experiencing the same transition, the same pain, the same struggle. Um, and I, but I think, I think now we're, you know, a year and a half later, um, I haven't talked to frontier. Yeah. I haven't talked to one church and I'd love to know, you know, what your, uh, because you talk to a lot of churches, uh, you consult for a lot of churches. So, and what, what is, I mean, have you even been to a church in the last six months or talked to a church in the last six months, eight months that is not online? I'm actually meeting with the church tomorrow. And I, tr- I, so let me back up. So I, I was, I was, I was consulting this church maybe about two years ago and I put in the, put it, you know, put a new mixer in and did training, blah, 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 blah. And I was trying to get them up to speed on how to use, they had cameras, they didn't know how to use it. And apparently, so when COVID hit, everything got shut down because they didn't know how to use it. Right. And so now I'm meeting with the church, that same church tomorrow, because they're not online and wow. they're not streaming. And they survived. And they, and they, and they survived. And they, and they survived. Wow. And that's the whole thing. They survived. And I, but I've, I've, I've talked with a lot of churches who just are gone. Right. Yeah. And, and we don't know what to do. So many of these smaller churches, you know, like, you know, some of them just have seasoned sinks and, they just not not aware of the technology and right. no one there to give them real concise information yeah or or you have these these AV companies that have no heart that have right. have no conscience and then sell them anything and right. none of it works or it's so over their head they can't use it right you know what yeah. I mean? So you have this mixed bag. So now you have churches that are afraid, to, you know, do I spend it here? Like, what do I do? And how do I, if I do that, how do I do it? And who's going to do it? And, and yeah. will you train? And, and, you know, my son is 14 and he, he's the only one that's left. And he's the only one that knows have, how this stuff works. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now you have this mixed bag of these different ideology, not say ideology, but different stages right. of, of ministry that you, that you're dealing with consistently and the, at the end of the day, they just, they just want a solution. Like, and basically yeah. what it is, is how do I do it well? And how right. do I consistently do it? Right. Yeah. And, and that's usually. Yeah. That's, I mean, we run into that all the time where, you know, we, um, I think what gives, you know, me an edge on that is that I was in, I was on church staff for 20 years. And when I talk to pastors, I, I'm like, look, I know we're a company, but honestly, we're not here to take your money and we're not going to, you know, I've walked out of churches because I've gone, use your iPhone and uploaded it to YouTube. That's what you guys can afford. Just make it as good as possible. Here's some tips on that. Get a little, get some lighting from Amazon, light up your office, bring your worship leader in, do, you know, mix it together on iMovie, do that just, and keep doing that because that's good and it's working. Don't try to go crazy and buy a bunch of technology you can't use. Uh, Would would I love to sell you that technology? I would, but it is not right for you. And, and unfortunately that can't be said for everybody, but, but you know, um, yeah, I, 
I think that, you know, I've watched a lot of small, there's a lot of small churches that didn't make it. That's just the truth. There's a lot of small churches that didn't make it and they just broke apart and everybody went to other churches that were, you know, they did exactly what you said. They, Mm -hmm. because their church didn't have an online presence and they couldn't meet with their friends and they couldn't see people. They just started watching other churches and then they got involved with that church. Right. And if that church happened to be in their city, when the churches opened up, where are they going to go? Well, they're like, well, for the last year I've been watching this church right. and they're pretty cool and I like them. Right. I think I'm going to go check it right. out. I think yeah. the, to get back to your question, I think the, the, the funniest, that's the funniest, that's the craziest thing is that when we started going back into the building, like I, I mix twice a month. So when we start going back into the building, um, I started seeing people that I've never seen before. Really? And yeah, yeah so people I've never seen before that, you know, obviously in, in, in the New York area. And they were people who joined the church on the joint digital church and wanted to come into the building. Right. So now we have this influx of people, new church family that basically got connected with us online. That's cool. So, but, but then we have a whole bunch of people, like you said, they just online. Right. They don't want to, you know, so I think, but I think all that's, those dynamics, all those dynamics are, are going to be ongoing. But don't you think that's cool, though? I mean, don't you think it's, it's amazing? Cool, cool that that they liked it so much online that they're like, "Now I want to check this out, man," because I want to be in fellowship. I want to be right. with other people. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see what this is about. You know, I want to actually talk to that guy up at front uh, who's been preaching at me for the last year. I want right. to go shake that person's hand or see what he's like or she's like in real life. You know. And mm-hmm. so I think that's cool. I mean, I think it's, I think it's very, I think it's actually uh, maybe a sign of, I don't know. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but maybe a sign of successful video ministry that people who could come to your church would actually go to your church, yeah. you yeah. know, once they could, you know, I mean, obviously, right. you know, you're not going to have the person from Zimbabwe come to the church unless they come here and they come back to, a, right. they come right. to America and they can, they can, they might seek your church out or whatever. But I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, so you got somebody watching in Ireland and they're like, man, I really love this church. If I go to America, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go check that out, you know? So right. I think that's a sign of healthy, of something healthy going on online. I, I think that, um, I think that's cool. And I think that you're not the only one experiencing that. You know, I've had, I've, I have had a couple other tech directors tell me, yeah, there's all kinds of new people here that we never saw before, you know, but then there's, they've then, but then all of a sudden, but also there's a lot of people that they had already, already always seen. They're gone. Gone. Cause they've yeah. either gone to another church or they, mm-hmm. you know what we did have a thing here in Southern California where, um, you know, everybody knows California politics is crazy it's about as crazy as New York politics. They're both it's, yeah, it's about, funny. Yeah, California yeah. and New York politics yeah. about, about as yeah, crazy as it, each other. It's a barometer. Yeah, it, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so um, you never, there was a while there. We never knew what are we, can we go out? Can we meet? Can we, we no meet? Is, is there masks? Nope. Is there no, right. what, what's happening? Right. We don't know. I like day to day. I'm like, I'm not sure what the mandate is today. Today mask. No, right. no mask. No, no, ma- no what vaccine. Vaccine. I, I, vaccine with mask. No vaccine with a mask. Yeah, I, I don't Antibodies. know. Antibodies. Yeah. What is it? You know? Yeah. Nobody knows. No, it's like, I don't nobody know. You, knows. Flip, you flip a coin before you get out of your car and whatever. So, you know, but 
but you know, one of the interesting things was we had some, we had, and I'm, and this is not a, uh, I am not condoning or whatever. Um, I believe that pastors have to do what they believe God is telling them to do. I believe a pastor of a church has to do what he believes that God is telling him to do for his congregation. That is what I believe. We had pastors here in Southern California who said, we're having church because the first amendment says that you cannot take away the right to assemble no matter what we're having church. That's what we're doing. They did it. And there was a lot of people that went and some people got sick and some people didn't. And some churches had people come and nobody got sick. So it's just a grab bag of whatever. And so, and I'm not condoning or saying it was wrong. I believe, as I said before, and I will say this again, pastors should do what they believe God is telling them to do. End of story. Um, but there were people whose churches sh- shut down in person and went strictly online that lost congregation to the churches that stayed open. Ooh. So it's just true. I've, I know because I actually know some people that actually left that church and went to some other churches. We have two big churches out here in Southern California that were pretty famous in the news for defying the governor's mandate about churches. Right. right. And one of them sued the governor. They was part of churches and basically one in the state Supreme court that said, you can't shut churches down. You can't do that. It's against the state constitution and the American constitution. So, and like I said, this is not a political thing. This is just what happened. So, um, you know, anybody, anybody who knows me, they know what my politics is. I don't have to say it on the podcast, so whatever. But I'm just saying these are the things that happened. So it was very interesting that people went, well, my church is shutting down and I want to go to church. This church over here is open. I'm going to go to that church. So I, I think uh, amongst that whole, there's a lot of new people I think that you have new people that maybe have never gone to church and found your church online and said, yes, wow. That's definitely, know, and, definitely. And got saved online yes. and, and yes. are now Christians and are now going to be in the kingdom. Praise God for that. Yes. But there are also people that were like, I think I'm going to go to that church. <laughs> that church is better, is better equipped to minister to me than me. the church right. I'm going to. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Uh, but it's just interesting. And Mm -hmm. it's also very interesting that I think that's something that pastors have to look at. You know, when we were early on, um, uh, a buddy of mine, who's a pastor out here, uh, he was on our podcast and uh, the YouTube podcast. And he said, um, I said, what's the most interesting thing that you've learned about taking your church completely online? He said, analytics don't lie. He goes, Mm. He goes, the first couple weeks, I actually looked at the line of when people started clicking off the sermon. He goes, you know, pastors love to go an hour. They'll go an hour. They'll, in some denominations, they'll go three hours. That is whatever. He said, but, but if you have, if you had analytics to watch what happens, right? At the, right. He at goes, the 20 minute mark. He goes, <laughs> he goes, you know what? I've been preaching for a long time. I can land the plane in 25 minutes if I want. I can, absolutely. I can nail the points and get the word across from the scripture that I want in 25 minutes. I can, I know I can, I'm good at this, I can do it. 
but I like to go for an hour because I like to try to say as it, I like to say it 45 different ways so that everybody gets it. He said, but you know what? My congregation doesn't want me to go for 45 minutes or an hour. They want me to go for 30 minutes. And you know how I can tell? Because Google Analytics told me so. Because <laughs> and Facebook Analytics, he said, it's a, he goes, it was humbling. It was humbling. Wow. And he said, so pastors, write a great message, land the plane, make sure that the points you're giving are explaining the God, explaining the gospel, explaining the, the word of God, and then move on. <laughs> Don't, you know, cause Rick Warren always used to say, I always, I always remember he goes, the mind, um, the mind can only take in what the seat can endure. And I'll never forget that. That's so good. Right? And and this is a guy who preaches. That for, is so good. But this is a guy who preaches for well over an hour most of the time. So, I mean, but, but he knows it. He knows, he knows how long people can, people the get restless. The mind can accept only what this, say that again. It's like something like the mind can only, the mind can only take in or the mind can only accept what the seat can endure. Wow. That's you know, so I mean, once you, st- once you want to get up and, yeah. Get restless. You're you click yeah. you click off. You're like, I don't know. I don't even and you can really be into here? it, you know? Uh you but you know, I mean yeah, I totally relate to that because um you know, when I was at uh, you know, was a when I was at two big churches here in Southern California, we do multiple, multiple services like on Christmas and Easter. You know, we do 11, 12, like I said, when I was at Saddleback, we did 11, 12 services over four days and, and, uh, sometimes more. And, you know, by, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie by, by the third time I've heard that sermon, I'm, I'm not, autopilot. I'm not even listening. You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm looking uh, at the fader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, look at the depression, right? Exactly. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, even, I'm not even, I don't even know what's going on. I mean, I'm doing it by, I'm literally doing it on, I'm, I'm on personal autopilot at that point. You know, right. I'm not, I'm right. not even thinking about I've been there. Right. Yes, so, I've been there. so I'm a little jaded on that, but I think people are the same way. I mean, if I go to, to hear somebody or whatever, unless I'm really, really into it and it's like a seminar or whatever, I'm like 25, 30 minutes, man. I'm, I just, I'm one of, you know, I'm thinking, man, are we going to go to, are we going to Chili's after this? I mean, I really like some, you know, I'd really like, I really like, I really like that burger at Chili's. I like that a lot, you know? And so you just stop thinking about what you're doing. So, but he said that was really interesting. He said, and so, and I say that because I think that we all can learn a lot from looking at how people view church online we can learn a lot oh, yeah. about how we do church. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know what the thing I learned is is a lot of pastors had to learn broadcast etiquette. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was I was um I put I put a mixer and some subs into a church in the area and usually when I when I when I put audio equipment in and it, they don't have a experienced guy my deal is I tell them, say, listen, I'll come and mix a Sunday for you. It's yeah. like, it's on the house. Right. I'll mix a Sunday. So this way, everyone can experience how it should sound. Right. And then your engineer can soak in how it should sound. And then I will show them how to create that. Right. Then I will save those settings so you can repeat it. Right. So 
they hadn't they, they have they had streaming but they were using um I forget the program it's really good um they use mobile devices and you can link them all together. I forget what it's called right. but anyway the pastor gets up to preach I hope he's not listening because this is really really funny <laughs> but anyway well you didn't say his name you didn't say the I didn't say his name was I didn't say his name so the pastor gets up to preach and starts walking around the sanctuary right like walking around the outskirts <laughs> of the sanctuary. And they're streaming the and service. They're streaming. And I can see the the streaming person nice like, you know, it was like trying to find him. Like where did he go? Right. Like we're streaming. You have to you have to stay here. Yeah. Here. So I found that I was talking to another pastor and I said, and, and it kind of came out of my mouth. I said, man, he just needs to learn etiquette. Right. And they just don't know. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the people that know that are the people who done, i.e. television, right. televangelists, yeah. TV programming, or before or, that, most of these churches never did that. Right. Cause they didn't have multiple campuses and you know, we, I, uh, I was tech director at a church for seven years. And when I first got there, they were, uh, they were, um, replaying the Saturday night message on another campus, right. On Sunday morning as the message. So they have a live, you know how it was mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago when people were first starting to do, um, satellite venues so basically they'd have a live band they'd have all the ministries but the preacher would be on be video on the screen right right so so um we we recorded that on saturday night at the main campus right so we had this thing called the box on the stage and it was gaff tape because it was dark it was dark like brown green carpet on the stage. So we had black gaff tape. So when you were in the audience, you really couldn't see it, see but it. it was literally a box of gaff tape that was about 15 feet wide by seven or eight feet deep. And that was the box. And the pastor knew he had to stay in the box. He had to stay, you got to stay in the box because we did that because we, because what we did is he wanted a static shot of the stage he didn't want the, sh the camera to move on the other campus. You know what I mean? He wanted the illusion that, gotcha. was, that he right. was kind of standing was, on the right. stage. That we said, present, well, like that's standing right there. Right. So that's great, but you can't walk out of the box Ooh, because the there. camera's not moving. So we literally on the stage, we had a thing and they, we called it the box. We were like, that's the box. You cannot walk out of the box. No matter what you cannot walk out of the box. Cause if you walk out of the box, you walk out of the shot. And the shot's not moving. It was because it was a lockdown camera. Right. That camera was a lockdown camera. And so, um, you know, uh, the only thing I did is I had two HD P, P, uh, um, PTZ cameras at the time. And, uh, but they were both HD because that's what they bought, two of them. And so I actually had somebody ready to go on the other camera because sometimes he Just, would walk out of the box. And so we would instantly switch to the other camera, even though he didn't like us doing that. And I said, well, I had to because you walked out of the box. So if you don't want me to switch cameras, stay in the you got to stay in the box. And I'd be, I was really nice about it, but I'm just like, you got to, and cause he was like, he's the kind of pastor that he was super energetic. Right. And he just wanted to just, 
you know, so on Sunday morning, I mean, he's all over the map because he doesn't have to worry about it. Right. Cause the cameras can follow him. And, uh, but on Sunday, Saturday night, he had to stay in the box because that's the service that we recorded for the other campuses. And so it was really hard. It was like really hard. They eventually went to live pastors preaching the same sermon. So they had a campus pastor that just preached, that, okay, that just right. preached the same, basically the same sermon that he preached. Right. So kind of like radio. Right. So he didn't, <laughs> right. So he didn't have to do that anymore. But, but, uh, that a couple that two or three years, man, he, oh man, he had the hardest time doing that, but it was just like, <laughs> yeah, it, the, the best time we had, it was when we replaced all that carpet on the stage. We, the minute we said, he goes, yeah. And I want all new carpet on the stage. Cause I don't want that box on there. He goes, he goes, pull that, pull that gaff tape up. I said, it's been on there for three years. It's not coming up. <laughs> oh God. So they were play, we replaced all the carpet, but he was oh, just like, hilarious. he's like, I don't want a box. I'm like, okay, cool. Fantastic. Great. Okay. Invisible box. Yeah. Here we but, go. But it was, it was hard. And I know that it is really hard for a lot of pastors, you know, um, to not let, to, to like a lot of the pastors that used to do that lockdown shot. Don't do it anymore. You know? Hmm. Um, Craig Rochelle, I watched something the other day and I was pretty sure that they didn't do a lockdown shot for the center screen anymore. They just followed him. I may be wrong, but it looked that way on the video I was watching that they, it wasn't, and maybe they weren't recording that for the other campuses, but, um, I, it's got, it's hard for pastors to, you know, a lot of yeah. pastors are super energetic, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, yeah, um, it's a form of expression. Yeah. It's, so, but anyway, well, Hey, we could talk all night and, uh, <laughs> we, we probably would if I didn't have to end this recording. So, uh, uh, Prentice, um, uh, if people want to follow you, they want to listen to your podcast, give all the, give, give the people all the particulars that they can where they can find sure you. sure sure so the podcast is the church sound podcast um the website is churchsoundpodcast.com you can go there um you can also get us at invisiblemediaconsulting.com you can get us there all the information there on our company and as far as our consultation all the books are there and all the all the other media items are there we also have some training that we're going to be doing on the visible media training. So we have some trainings that are going to show up along with the books as well. Cool. But that's it. And Instagram, it's church sound podcast on Facebook. It's the church sound podcast. So hit us up there. We'd love to hear from you. It's funny. Nobody talks about Twitter anymore. That's the that's my favorite thing. I think Twitter is dead because it's a garbage dump. Twitter was so. alive for the t- seven hours. Everything else was down. So. Yeah. Twitter was, yeah. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter was, Twitter was, Twitter was like, woo. Yeah. Twitter was like super happy. Yeah, super happy. We're number one for five, five hours. Uh, yeah. It's hilarious. So, um, cool. All right. And the book is called be invisible. Be invisible. Book number one, the guide yes. to a successful audio visual ministry. Yes. Um, it is available for pre-sale. Yes. Uh, as of right now. Um, and uh, will be available on the 26th of October, 2021. Yes. It says right here on yes. your Amazon page. So it's, look, folks, it's 10 bucks. It's worth every penny. Go there, pre-order it. I'm pre-ordering it tonight as soon as I finish recording. And, um, <laughs> and I'm sure well, I can, thank you in advance, and, and I am sure that I could probably get a copy of it if I wanted it, but I'm going to buy it. Cause I want to make sure that Prentice keeps writing books. 
so that I don't. Well, thank have, you. So I that I so that, I so that I don't have to. <laughs> See, I just make I make sure all my friends write books, and then I don't have to write a book. So, but uh, anyway, so Prentice, it's always good talking. Talking hey, to pleasure, you. man. Thanks for having me, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, as, as usual, you can find me at the sound booth, uh, on Twitter. If anybody goes on Twitter anymore, I barely go on Twitter, but, um, Van Metzke on, um, Instagram and for all the other podcasts, including this one, you can go to greenroom.church and all the podcasts are there. We are also on all the things. So we're on, uh, you know, the Amazon podcast and Google podcasts and, and, you know, iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. And I even got a thing hit somebody, uh, Facebook hit me up today. Apparently they're doing podcasting now. Uh, really? Yeah. They're like, you can put your podcast on Facebook, which I'm like, oh, 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 I, I already do sort of, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Thanks, so I don't know what's happening. Everybody's get everybody's getting into it. And, and I just heard the other day that YouTube, um, is going to start a podcasting network. Um, so where you can just get audio versions of, you know, the YouTube stuff. So whatever, it's crazy. Everybody's getting into it. And wh what's really funny to me is as someone who's been podcasting for the last 10, 12 years, right now there's all these people, uh, these are the, the, these people that are like, Hey, there's this great thing called podcasting. And we're like, I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, I. Where aware. have you been? I'm aware of that. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. It's podcasting has really enjoyed a big resurgence, and I think I think actually the last year has really helped it. Oh yeah, you definitely. The last so year I mean, yeah. So anyway, you can find all you can find uh, church tech profiles, the green room, and tech hearts all over at greenroom.church. And please go check out the Church Sound podcast from my friend here, Prentice Thompson. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Everybody, have a good week. We'll talk to you guys later.